When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I cut out a story from, I mean, even the Times has managed to illustrate this show with side, this, this story with side boob. So um, it's a Bono name helps me land dog food contract. No, uh, so, well, it wasn't Bono, it's a kind of dog food. No, Bono name helps me land TV roles says Eve Hewson, his daughter. Uh, and she is the star of the luminaries, the BBC period drama, but that Eve Hewson plays yada, 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 first lead in a mainstream British drama, blah, blah. Some of the friends I went to New York Performing Arts School with are the most talented actors, but have found it difficult to get an agent or audition. That's never been a problem for me, and I think that's because of my family. That's not the way the system should work, of course, but if the door is open, walk through it. It can then be a hindrance because they can't separate you from your father or see you as an individual. So I thought this was very honest of her. And of yes, course, it was very honest of her, yeah. To say that that's how you got the job. And I thought, it just made me think of me, as most stories in the newspaper do. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, there is a piece to write about nepotism. Yeah. Um, you look bored. Obviously, everybody thinks that I only do any journalism because I'm married to you, but they don't know that for a long time I was not employed by the Times because I was your girlfriend, and they thought it would be nepotistic to You're give me work. You're making this about you. No, I'm just talking around the subject. Oh, okay. And then, and then, on, on all sorts of other newspapers, and it's and it's it's not so much anymore because I spent years going, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you, because they would say, I wonder if you'd be up for doing something about hay fever. Oh, and can you ask Giles what he thinks about hay fever? And I was going, no, and then they go, oh, actually, we don't want the piece after all. Goodbye. Particularly because so, I think the hay fever is, uh, made up is, thing. is a made up thing by <laughs> by uh, flimsy, yeah. feeble, allergy obsessed hypochondriac. So I think so that I think I think there is I I think there is. Um, Look, it's, it's very tricky. I mean, when I was starting out and I really, really didn't know anyone and I had no journalists in my family and I, you know, properly photocopying and making tea, I would look at the other kids who were who had actual jobs because their mother was the gardening correspondent or their cousin was the thing or their grandfather owned the newspaper. And it would make me so angry that you determined to marry an important journalist to show them well i but i also i also sort of on the other hand when it sort of started kind of going okay i actually then thought actually hang on that would be awful and i feel mm. really sorry for them but i wonder there is without question a piece to be done about access they're boring they're bats boring uh, no it's not boring it's very important and i applaud it but i don't want to write a piece about access or do i well but but have you got something to say about access uh, could I you? I mean, you. I mean, I mean, you could say you've you spent years saying uh, I didn't get the job because of my dad. I got the job because I'm a because I'm good and I'm funnier than everyone else and I'll say anything and I'll go anywhere and do anything and I'm wild and crazy and it's a child from the Spanish I nursery. It, it's not a cat. I thought it was a cat being eaten by a fox. No, that was happening last night, darling. And I chased the fox away with a broom. Are we going to tell the listeners why this podcast away. is a bit subpar? I think it's going quite well, actually. 
We're Ben's both... looking half asleep, but then he's working so hard. He's got, we, we, he's got to do, I'm interviewing David Badil here in a minute, and he's got to do that. Then he's got to go and see Amber Rudd and her daughter yep. Flora. It's a full, full day. He doesn't have to take a cat and three kittens to the vet at 2pm. No, and he, he didn't have to take four hours to put his son to bed, who kept having nosebleeds. So, and I spent the whole time coming and getting ice packs out of the fridge to put them on Sam's bed. And he finally went to sleep at about 11. Then you came staggering in from your night out, singing, with your <laughs> shoes in one hand and a, your bra for, around your ears. Falling up the stairs uh, coming in ah, just when Kitty had fallen asleep mum oh Sam come around come, come to mummy Kitty hit shall we have a game stepped on three of the five cats on your way up the stairs it's been the whole time so then we were awake and then and then well, then we fell asleep and what did we get through about three hours oh sleep my God, so what was the first thing two o'clock was it was, was... It was Iris, meow, 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 meow. Oh, God, she's hungry. Okay, oh, well, because while you were out, I not only had to deal with the Sam nosebleed, Kitty wasn't a problem, uh, the three kittens all decided to leave the basket at three weeks old for the first time. So they all climbed out, wandering around. I had to put barricades up in the corridor they're in so they wouldn't fall down the stairs. Uh, and then I had to keep them in there. And then we had to do all that. And then, yeah, then, then Iris got all upset about something because maybe they're weaning and she came work us up at two. And I fed her and then she came back and then she, I, I thought, then we oh my God. And then I went, oh off. my God, she, she, she wants to go out for a wee. So I let her out for a wee. The next thing I heard was this unholy oh, noise. That was half past three when we just nodded off again. Of a fox and a cat. Very clearly Iris having a massive fight. And normally you say, I hear that and you go, shut up, it's just squirrels. No, you, well, because I know the difference this, between you have a this uncanny ear for the difference between a human baby no, and a squirrel. No, I'm not. And a I'm cat. just not deaf. I can tell the difference What's between that? a squirrel. <laughs> oh, the what joke? Oh yeah. The the yeah. Uh, no, it was Iris. I said morons are deaf today. <laughs> <laughs> you meant to go what? Idiot, say what? Morons are deaf today. <laughs> I've been laughing at that for forty five years. Idiot, yeah, say what? So what? Say what? Idiot, say what? Do they? Oh bollocks. <laughs> by my own petard so so then yeah so then there's all this shouting from the garden and not shouting whatever I thought it was me it, coming down and, I you, thought it was a tramp eating of Amy quadruple locked the door so I was shaking it trying to unlock all darling, the darling my job is domestic security Wait, you've quadrupled the lock as opposed to when you just leave it open and every kind of hobo and axe murderer wanders in for breakfast that's no way to talk about our children there's <laughs> <laughs> no way to talk about your father uh, and then so there's a cat and a fox having a fight so then we locked, had to lock that I had to go out and chase it you're banging on the window and the I fox... didn't bang on the window I ran out there with a rake a, a broom can't even tell. that shows who does what it chores around here it's dark because you turned the security light off I turned the security lights on because the lights get being set off by the cats and waking us up upstairs okay fine whatever Look, but now the lights are coming back on the fox lights so basically short. we were then awake and we had to go and lock up again and get rid of the fox the fox by the way shat on the pavement while you were taking the kids to school I I did some washing off of fox shit I hate that fox I, I got there before Mo had eaten the second half of it oh did you didn't kiss him when you come back, I hope. No, I didn't, yeah. but I did clear up his vomit on the kitchen floor. I this wonder morning. why he vomited. He lived just on fox shit. You would imagine that he that would It be... was a wrong colour for fox shit. Anyway, so so, so the, and this then this fox shit was blacker than the inside of Donald Trump's heart. That is the good, that's a good one. That's that's how you tell it's fox. Uh, and then I locked her. I couldn't bear the the yowling from Iris anymore. I that was half know, past three. She, she was sort of. I could see. I, she didn't have. She wasn't injured. The kittens were fine. She'd been for a wee. She had water. She had her food. So I shut her in her room with her kittens, and she managed to claw her way out. She climbed out of the door. Woke us up again at five. By which time, and I was just going to sleep, <sighs> tossing and turning with all the stress of having to do this highly formal and very difficult podcast, which I worry about, as I know you don't. And then I'm finally dreaming. I went to sleep dreaming of Ben, uh, and then. <laughs> And then, and then, and then it was then the, the fucking the chopper, the helicopter, the, that, which I didn't hear because I. No, was... I heard the helicopter because you, you, yeah, because the night before it was lovely 
baby next door. Who's yeah. that definitely sometimes we have yeah. babies that time of the day. Tonight it wasn't. Tonight it was the chopper. Um, whether I mean looking at, looking out looking for burgers. So that went chop 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 chop, and then at six o'clock. Oh, there wasn't a child. The ch- that's the whole thing. Too many humans in this house. The children slept through, but there are five. Oh my god, those their cats have got to go. Okay, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday's Times pa- front page. Art galleries, museums and cinemas will reopen. Cultural life in England is to restart with museums, art galleries and cinemas able to reopen from the July the 4th, which is also in the news today. So, the piece that you're going to write is, oh God, I'm going to have to be cultural again. Yes. Oh, no, wait, no, wait, not again. I'm going to have to be cultural full stop because I have literally never seen you inside a museum or an art well, gallery. I was going to say, art galleries to reopen. And hooray, I can do my once every decade trip exactly. now. So you can make, I thought People you could... to stand around in front of crappy square things on the wall that knobby no-jobs have painted over the years that look a bit like things but mostly How don't. Long? Going, hmm, hmm, I love his use of gouache. I love his improscuro that he's used, his chianti. Look at the way he's done his pappardelle al ragu. His and impasto. What's the word I'm... Impasto. impasto. Or chiaroscuro. This shit. Made up words to dignify an art form that is for people who can't read. No, I'm not going to a freaking art gallery yeah. at all. Keep them closed. Who knew that they were hotbeds of disease? Cinemas, on the other hand, you come out with COVID even when there's no COVID. Yes. Just sitting there being coughed and spat on by people. <laughs> I get you get I get I get Noro just from smelling a Wessler's hot dog. Other hot dogs are available. Okay, so um I thought you could do a fun piece just like that about how, what a Philistine you are. I'm not a Philistine. I am not a Philistine. That is not the point of this piece. How long do you have to stand in front of a painting for other people to think that you aren't just thinking about your lunch? <laughs> Go, the, the, go to the busiest painting. I'm, I'm very glad. You go, go into the tech gallery, go and stand in front of the, the most popular painting, silently let off a fart, then retire <laughs> to the corner of the room and watch them turn around and like blame each other. Although art people are so up their own asses, they can't smell farts. I shall write. That's I a good joke. Think, I bother to write it down? No. I think maybe, I think maybe this is a good piece for you. I think art galleries, museums. I don't mind a museum. I mean, but, oh, I've never been to one, but I don't mind them being there. And I like the fact that... This is all good stuff. Wait a minute. But... We have only ever... And museums, when they've sent back all the plunder from the imperial period, there'll be even more space for our children to run around. Because basically what a museum is, is a large covered space for your children to run around when it's raining. You would Mm. take them to the park. Oh, the park's, you know, it's pouring with rain. We'll go to the natural... Mm-hmm. Museum uh, and and they run around, but they can't run around much because there's all these stupid dinosaurs. But the dinosaur came from South America, so send it back because the Venezuelans are making a fuss, and that means great. And that, that you know the British Museum, the main thing about the you get in, you get in out of the rain, yeah. having had your pizza and delicious pizza uh, a la Romana in, in, Coptic, in Coptic Street, Street uh, and then you get into the British Museum, and the first, you can't really play because there's all those Greek and Egyptian. There's the Elgin marbles. There's all the Greek, the Egyptian stuff, uh, and there's sort of tombs and heliotrope, whatever she was called. What's her name? Nefertiti, that's the one, except she's in the Alexandria Museum. But anyway, those, those people. Uh, and there's all this stuff in the Benin bronzes from Nigeria, which really ought to go back. Send them all back to the places that they came from so th- and then put in swings and slides indoor for the children. Play. Because that's Better really... indoor play facilities for the under fives. And a bar. And a good restaurant. Yeah. Because yes. when they reopen restaurants, I can't, because as a restaurant critic, people want to hear what I think about this. Uh-huh. They've also, in the same time with all this, Britain is open for business bonanza, they've reduced the thing from two metres to one metre plus. Um, you know, the new measurement about it's, uh, it's one metre plus doesn't mean anything. How big is your willy? Four inches plus. Could be anything. <laughs> Could be nine, ten. 
Uh, but anyway, so the, it's now. So the point is, restaurants can restaurants function with the low density population they need to have? Most of them probably not. But throw, give all the imperial clutter back to the uh, the, 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 the countries they came from in, in Africa. And it is clutter. It's cluttering up our lovely big Gothic buildings in South Kensington. Send it back to where it came from. Yeah. Because that's that's what the, the people in those democracies now want us to do. Expunge our embarrassing past. Send back. The, the statue of every single person from before 1800, because even if they didn't own slaves, they probably knew someone who didn't. Just put uh, street food in there. Put make it put tacos. And, oh, no, that's cultural appropriation. We'll just put whatever kind of... Fish and chips. Uh, and uh, Cornish pasties. Yep. In the British Museum, instead of all these stupid, boring exhibits. Same goes for the Tate Gallery. They are very big spaces. Tate Gallery is massive. Yep. A massive turbine engine, which I saw in my last visit to, to a museum. Was that about, a, that was about 70 years ago? I don't know. We have only ever been to an art gallery or a museum because we were finding things to do with our children. Yeah. Like, ever. Ever. I once went for a story to look at Hogarth's Oh, the Roast Beef of Old England, which is in the Tate Gallery, and I went there to write about it. You must have been 35. No, 32, I was like 20, 20, yeah. No, after the age of 30, I, I, fuck off, I'm not going to a museum. That's yeah, how well, I got exactly. to be where I, mean, I am today. I mean, famously, 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 people who live in London <clears throat> don't go to any of the cultural things. And so you could, I, 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 think, yeah. I think that's your column. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Turn it into, what do you reckon? Ben's been sort of woken up slightly. Uh, now, I've got another... Okay, good column, thank, thank you, darling. You. I like that. Right, I think it's, t- it's a very you column. A really good sort of street food stuff could go on. Yeah. We could move, we could move um, you know, Dinerama and Street Feast, all those um, excellent gathering places for young people that under the umbrella of the London Union, which I may or may not have shares in. <laughs> Other street food carnival type spaces oh, are available, but don't go to them because I won't make any money from it. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, uh, Tuesday Times, page three. Um, Virgin and NASA team up to sell space... Space... Space shuttles. Sorry. Is this a Sean Connery story? They're teaming up to I'm create not drunk. space shuttles. I was drunk last night and now I'm fine. Were you drunk last night? You claimed to have only had two glasses of wine. I did have drunk on two glasses of wine. 
Yeah. Okay, so Virgin and NASA team up to sell space Which Virgin? station. <sighs> Sorry, virgin, I, that was a funny joke. Which Virgin? virgin? Uh, quickly, I need to think of a, a comedy Virgin. Which Virgin? Is it Chris Whittle? No, Brian he went running Cox. up. Brian Cox, no. No, definitely. He's a no, famous Cox by name one. and Cox, yeah. <laughs> okay, shut up. Your joke's not funny. I just okay. like the idea that NASA have teamed up with a Virgin. Because virgin. after you've had sex, you become useless at, at space physics. That's the point, because that's your point. Astrophysics is a subject for virgins. That's what it is. That's why a virgin and NASA have teamed up. I, I have so much respect for you pushing on with this really unfunny line of thing with no one listening to you or laughing or anything. Do you know, I, I think Ben isn't... I thought he was laughing, but I think he's actually listening to music on his headphones. Yeah. He's, he's listening to someone else's podcast, basically. Okay, so Virgin and that's NASA team up to sell space station trips. Virgin Galactic has joined forces with NASA and will solicit and train private paying passengers for trips to the International Space Service. So what's the story? Virgin and NASA have teamed what, up. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I mean, what, what, what did you miss out? Basically... So Virgin have gone with NASA as opposed to... Private individuals can train and visit the ISS, which is the International Space Station, but which that, oh, orbits on. an average of 250 miles above Earth. So there are some virgin, points. So there are some space. points in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean, where you can be further from land than you are from the ISS. That is my fun fact for today. You just made it up. No, I didn't make it up, because Jason Fox, as you know, I'm a number one fan. Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares Wins was doing a podcast, and he rode the Atlantic, and he said at certain points in the in the Atlantic, you are closer to the International Space Station than you are to land. And you just went, mm, "What nice muscles." Well, it was a podcast, so I can't see his muscles. I have to close my eyes and think about his muscles. <laughs> okay, but I've got your muscles to think about. It's fine. Okay, so the brochure. I thought the brochure might be fun. Have I never done that? That's a good question. You might have to... This is just You're just using it as a peg for a space story. It's not like Virgin have gone ahead of, of, of Elon Musk's company or something like that. It's, a, it's Virgin and NASA, the team up to, to space trips. So it, it's like it's your brochure to... Is the story yeah. that you can't go on holiday to Cornwall because they don't want you there and you can't go to Greece because you can't get there, so, so you go have to, to go space. to space. Go to the International Space Social Station. Social distancing in space, famously yeah. difficult. I mean, in outer space, it'd be really easy. Yeah. But cooped <laughs> up in the pod, yeah, exactly. quite hard. Really oh, hard. no, you're in a spacesuit. You have to wear a spacesuit wherever perfect. you go on holiday now. Yeah. Even if you go to, to Prestatin, you have to have your own oxygen supply. So you could do... So like, you might as well go to space. You could, do, you could do the tourist board for the International Space Station. Welcome to the... It'll basically be like going on holiday to Tottenham Court Road Station. I mean, that's what it looks like with kind of long tubes and like... You just, I don't know if it's... That's it, funny. It sounds to me like absolute hell. But um, Virgin Galactic does not yet have the capability to fly passengers to orbit, but has developed suborbital rocket ships on which tourists will be able to experience G-forces and float in zero gravity. But will, which I normally get... Oh, sorry. But will a hot bacon baguette be available? No. Very funny. Thank you. Uh, I've experienced G-forces, which I normally only get by driving at 140 down the M5 on the way to... Wherever the M5 whatever, goes. Yeah, wherever the M5 goes. <laughs> I have got th like four other stories Go for you on. so we can move swiftly on. The Times on Tuesday, page 17. I love this story, okay? I, I, I mean, you don't have to write about it. I just love this story so much, okay? Um, job ad cuts macho words to flush out female recruits by Greg Hurst, social affairs editor. Oh, I love your work, Greg. So when Thames Water used macho words in their job adverts to get recruits, they only got 8% of respondents were female. So Emergency. Eight. You have to blast yeah. out the shit from it, the system. Exactly, exactly. A job for real men. Well, they didn't say that, but they were when Thames Water used the combination of the words confident, competition and champion in a job post. 
it found that an overwhelming number of applicants were male. Now, this is an interesting story in the current climate, right? Because there is a, there is a, in, in terms of encouraging diversity, a lot of companies will say, well, we've got a, we've got a, um, uh, you know, an internship program for, for BAME candidates only, but we found that nobody applied. And the answer to that is, no, that's not enough just to have one. You have to go out and find candidates because they don't think that you want them and you have to encourage them to apply. Okay, so Thames Water, which has a diversity uh, uh, requirement, just like everybody else does, they they, they wrote to Albert and they went, yeah, but we're still not getting female applicants. And why isn't that? Rather than going, well, no, no women applied. It's not our fault they didn't apply. They changed. Wait, wait, let me tell the story. They changed the uh the, the 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 wording of the advert okay so instead of saying that the job was to ensure sewage is treated effectively and efficiently it spoke of an excellent opportunity to make a real am- impact on the delivery of wholesome water okay so the first ad job advert got eight percent of female respondents how much did the second advert get when they cho- when they changed the words after they changed the After words. they said fragrant opportunity to, to, to splash about in clean water. And be yummy and have friends. And safe. Yeah. <laughs> and just look great in and a drink white wine. And be beach body ready. And just be super thin, yeah. I don't know, 72. 46. 46% women. That's a lot. That's a big... I know 72 would have been better, but 46... Is, it I, really God, I went high. A significant... Yeah, I know, to just to, to step on my story. Thanks. No, but, I didn't um, mean to. I've been waiting to make a joke about the top when you said that when they use words like confidence and champion, uh-huh. they've got mainly men. I thought they've got northerners. Oh, it's a champion job. <laughs> Jump in. Well, right. it's Thames Water, so it's in the south, isn't it? So, um, so I, I just think, look, I just want to talk about the story because I think it's utterly, utterly brilliant. And no, I, no, this is good. So you mean write, write some job ads, a quiz. I've done three listicles in no, a row. I guess I, that's what I was thinking. A quiz in which I, you have to guess what job it is that I'm describing in female words. I mean, I have that's been... That's funny, yeah. I have occasionally, I have many times been accused unfairly of sexism. This time... <laughs> Yeah, the ladies might but have a point. I have to say, like when I was when I was younger and I read your pieces, I always liked the ones that you did about gender the most. I thought they were. I didn't always agree I mean, with. Way them. to make me feel old. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Sorry. Fine. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I could write. Yeah, I could write. A, I could write some job adverts designed to encourage all sorts of people. We'll see if you can do it without being too vile. No, I just. You don't think be, you can? No, it won't be vile, but it'll be misinterpreted. Okay, fine. All right. Well, don't do that. I've got another story for you. Yeah. Um, or at least I'll claim that it's misinterpreted. Um, Okay, the Times also on Tuesday, page 21. Museum celebrates decades of teen spirit. Lovely piece by your friend and mine, Giles Saratore. My protégé. Your protégé. I made her. Yeah. Well, I didn't make her. Well, you did make her do this. She's basically doing lots of kind of history history stuff and she's doing it really, really well. Um, And this one is about a museum that is uh, trying... The museum called the, the Museum of Youth Culture which is trying to document the sound styles and trends of young people from the past 100 years by collecting material from the public. Jamie Brett, a leading force behind the museum, developed the idea after he was handed an envelope of photos by his grandmother. And it's basically a grandmother as a teenager having an amazing time. Okay, so, Giles, this is an opportunity for you to revisit the misery of your teenage years. What would you send in from your teenage... In the museum of my teenage thing? In the museum... Massive pile of damp Kleenex. Great. Um, if I offered a guided tour to the museum of my teenage yeah. years, yeah, 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 that would be if you just come this way. Here you will find mm. the loneliness room mm. when my parents sent me to boarding school. Very and good. I was thrashed by the way. That sort of blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then this is the exam room where mm. I spent every summer revising, so I could go to another hellhole of child abuse and early cold showers and 
stuff like that. And then this is the room of crusty tissues. We'll move quickly on to the next one. Uh, Don't mind the smell. Oh, this this is the Fitness Crispy Pancake Room, close by the Asterix Room and the... yeah, this is the revolting yeah. dope smoking room. I don't know why I smoked so much dope. Yes. I thought it was so clever. This is room. These red-eyed monsters are the yeah. people I thought were my friends. Yes, very Josh, good red-eyed monsters. Harry, Bob, and they are my friends and they're lovely fellows. But uh, this is the music. Red-eyed this is, monsters. This music. No, this is this is the the red. This is the hash room, also known as the Museum of Not Lost Virginity. This yeah. is the postponement of the beginning of my sex life by three years because I'm, I I thought sitting in a room looked down on by posters of Peter Tosh. And, Who's uh, Peter Tosh? But he's a bloke who was one of the whalers. And, uh, and, uh, and right. Bob Marley and, uh, you know, uh, while smoking bit do... I mean, pathetic. That doesn't yeah, really, pathetic. That doesn't and then really here's the museum of when I went to Oxford and it was just the worst thing ever in my... The museum of my... Here's the, here's the exhibit of my girlfriend leaving me and me literally wanting to die. Um, well, and my I, dad saying, well, he should have been nicer to her. OK, so I think that's quite a fun yeah, one. Yeah, good idea for You could do, you know, a, a, a museum of your teenage things or what you've attended or whatever. Well done, Sarah Tor. Great story from you. OK, there's another one that we've got about segways, but I don't think it's actually Yeah, I saw that segways have gone up. Segways so, have so, gone. So, segways were going to be the whole future, but they basically never got licenced. Uh, and they, no, they, exactly. they became a thing for old people to look around Pompeii and stuff, didn't they? If that's well, yeah, exactly. You, know, I mean, it's just, it's, you weren't ever allowed to. I you, went on one once. On a, I was oh. in uh, South Beach. They is, that, terrib- is that in LA? Is that in LA? I went in LA to do some filming, and one they of the things terrified. they all they whiz around on, on on these segway things. But it's gone. That could be in the, the different. You, you've had to cough. Do you need to cough? Oh, oh right, fine. Well, I'll carry on with that riff then. No, because uh, uh, so, it would be in the same room, wouldn't it? As it would go in with the Betamax. Um, well, and exactly. The, what are the other things that are funny? Um, Come on, Ben. Tech that oh, didn't Concord. work. Concord went back. They went well, backwards. that worked for a bit, though. Mini discs. Sony Walkman did work. Uh, mini disc in mini there. Disc. With, that's the famous one. The mini disc. The thing. The uh, um, Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray. Oh, rubbish Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. 4D yeah, cinema, 3D. There are loads and loads of stuff things. that you can find that, yeah, that would be... That would, anyway, yeah. just quite funny. That so all of that. So that okay, but um, is it a whole column? Who knows? Okay, another one is... Uh, and I think the last one is um, how... The last one from you. No, Right. No one sleeps well in the summer. You want to do that? Is it a cough or a burp or a yawn? What's coming this That time? was a belch. Oh, great. It's just... It's, it's just it's never knowing. It keeps me on my toes. I'm a slave to my digestive system. I don't know what to say to you. It's just uh, it was you hoovering down that spinach thing before mm, we started again. Yeah. Slurp, slurp, cough, cough, ribbit. <laughs> it's just great. I'm sorry, you're oh, annoying no. too. Uh, there's this thing, there's a story about um, uh, books are now going to be displayed in bookshops as of today because there's a whole problem with going to bookshops because uh, you can't pick them up and riffle through them and turn them around. And if you do, the books have to be, I think, preposterously quarantined mm. for 72 hours. Inclined. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, although they don't bother to clean the books, they put them on a trolley and they wheel them off and they get quarantined along oh, with, along with your it. mother-in-law and right. you know, all the people who've just flown back from Greece. Uh, so that they can become, you can touch them again. Um, and But they're going to display books in bookshops, but the back, not the front. So they were talking to some cover artists who were thinking that's a bit sad because all these beautiful books are going to show the yeah. backs because the backs will have the blurbs. Right. And the blurbs are things that make people buy the books. But as we know, the blurbs are just writers who phoned up their slightly more famous writer friends and said, can you please say this? Mm-hmm. So you see, they turn it over and it's literally just Stephen Fry saying, yeah. this kept me up at night. Yeah. Uh, and Marianne Frostrop saying, it's by turn sexy and tragic. Yeah. 
Um, well, so what they need to do, they need to change back. So what would so 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 you're you got you're going to have to redesign back covers to say things that will actually sell a book. Yeah, that's an idea. I, I don't I don't think those celebrity slugs sell books at all. I really no, don't. I think they're absolutely rubbish. Or I used, to, I used or... to deliberately write things that I thought would get on the cover when I was a book critic. Yeah. I would write things, you know, a, a dazzling... Yeah. You know, I remember a book that I, that I reviewed when I was sort of 23 and just starting out. I trawled through this long... I think it was set in Cornwall, boring, romantic, pedestrian thing and then wrote, displays a lyrical beauty rarely seen in recent British fiction, none of which I'd ever read. Uh, and pow, it went straight on the cover. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, with my name on it. I went, yes, and I got invited out for lunch. It's like the time of my first ever restaurant review, Marcus wearing a far better chef than Gordon Ramsay, whose food I'd never eaten. Uh, <laughs> and uh, got, immediately became famous. As, well, not famous, but like yeah. controversial. Marcus Waring knew who you were. What? Marcus yeah, Marcus Waring knew I and Gordon knew who I was. And yeah. didn't give a shit. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Times podcast produced by Ben Mitchell. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Acast, Spotify, Apple and more. To find out what I wrote about in the end, read the Times on Saturday. There's a link in the podcast description. And for the full live experience, tune in to my new radio show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4, starting on July 3rd. 